Today, we graduate, and the following episode, which is very different from previous episodes we've made, which will consist entirely of submitted narratives from our fellow seniors in the graduating class of 2016. Graduating today from Kenyon College, and at the moment we've uploaded this, is crossing the stage and receiving their diplomas. Caroline and I will alternate sharing their narratives. So without further ado, when I was graduating high school, I wasn't sad. I was only excited to go to college. Now, for the first time in my life, I think I'm truly sad about something coming to an end. Here's what I've been thinking about. I didn't know what I was getting into when I came to Kenyon. I was excited for whatever it would be, but understandably nervous and naive. Four years later, Kenyon has given me more than I ever thought possible. What I've learned inside the classroom and especially out has been far more valuable and important than I could have imagined when I first arrived. I considered myself a mature and confident individual and Kenyon has broken me down and built me back up many times in the most amazing and inspiring way. Now it's time to leave. I don't want to, but I think it is time. I've gotten so much out of this place and I like to think I've also put a lot of myself back into it for others to appreciate and make the most out of their experience. So I, and we, go on to the next thing. I think the reason this goodbye will be the hardest I've ever had is because Kenyon has become so clear in what it means to me and what opportunities and experiences I am able to enjoy here. Whatever comes next is so confusing and unclear. This creates an unfair dichotomy of good times at Kenyon and tough times after graduation. I don't think this is necessarily true. I didn't know what Kenyon would be, but I approached it with wide open arms and like my dad would say, tried to drink from the fire hydrant, his strange metaphor of trying to tackle way too much at once. What comes next will offer so much of what we can't even yet imagine. The next stages in life and the opportunities that come with it are as unknowable to us as the beauty and growth we've found at Kenyon. For those reasons, I have hope and I am optimistic that I will be just as surprised and in love with life after Kenyon as I have been with the life I built here. And yet, I am sad. It is so hard to invest so much time and energy into one place until it becomes truly home, only to know I will be asked to leave, not necessarily on my own terms. These last two weeks will be an absolutely crushing and exhilarating rush of emotions. I wouldn't want any less, because it means I did something right. But I also need to begin to make a strong pivot towards once again opening my mind and heart to the next phase of life and tackling every next step with the same youthful exuberance as a freshman in college. I loved freshman year here. I am going to do my best to love the freshman year of the rest of my life. The sheer number of people I've befriended, events I've attended, papers I've written, and lives I've lived at Kenyon amazes me. I feel like a radically different person now than I was when I moved into my freshman year dorm, or when, during my sophomore year, I embarked on my first serious romantic relationship, or when I spent the following summer doing research in a sweltering Gambier. I feel like a different person than I was even a couple of months ago. I've inhabited so many different social spheres at Kenyon, and in them have met such a range of amazing people, talented, generous people, most of whom I no longer call friends. It's a lousy thing losing friends. Maybe she graduates, maybe you stop going to club meetings, or maybe he does. 
Maybe a breakup severed your ties with her friends as well, but then those few friendships you've sustained since the beginning are all the more special. You go for a walk and wonder aloud, can you believe we're about to graduate? You vow, no matter where you end up, I'll be sure to visit you. After all, if friendship can survive the tumult of four years of Kenyon, surely it can last a lifetime. You asked me to write you a reflection. I've had an unusual Kenyan experience. Only nine or ten super seniors graduate every year. Super seniors meaning, of course, those students who take more than four years to walk across the stage in front of Sam Mather. I took a year off. Well, that's not entirely true. I was two months into my sophomore year when I had to leave and return to Cincinnati on November 3rd. Dividing your life into distinct eras is more or less arbitrary, but I think it is helpful in an examination of my collegiate career. Before withdrawing, I was a smear of extremes, all at once anxious, joyful, foolish, angry, idealistic, and naive. I returned and again was anxious, joyful, foolish, angry, idealistic, and naive. What changed was my ability to handle those moments when a bundle of emotion whacked me across the face. They no longer consumed me. An ocean storm always returns to the slow push and pull of the daily tides. So I grabbed a cup of tea and sat with them a while. To put it simply, I learned to be alone. Not necessarily how to love myself, that took longer, but how to live with myself. I had to learn. I spent every single day of that year off by myself or by myself and my parents. I had to develop myself, my personality, my likes and dislikes. I found that I liked poetry and playing piano and gift giving, and in doing so, I found me. Our hobbies and activities do not define us, but each one is another route that helps secure that central self. Call it a gooey heart, call it a soul, call it an abyss. Its names don't matter. What matters is that it exists, and that it needs to support beams and columns that can steady it during times of war. That was the difference. Returning to Kenyon was returning to the place that I loved, only now I knew what I enjoyed doing and the type of life I desired, and I knew that I could handle it. What's great is that the Kenyan community values this silence and the desire to distance oneself every once in a while. How sad, then, that few students follow this advice. I've had friend after friend express to me how suffocating Kenyon is. They are right. Kenyon bears down on you and its small community can squeeze the life out of you sometimes. Then again, I've never heard these friends say, no, or I'm going to spend the night in, or I'm not going to join that club. Time after time, it is, yes, without reflecting on the implications of that agreement. The cliché tells us that college is where we find ourselves. Yes, but this is misleading. It's not that we need to find our passions and projects, but rather we need to find confidence to be okay with whatever those passions are and with developing those passions, and sometimes that pursuit requires sacrifice. Sometimes you miss an opportunity to hang out with friends, other times you set aside an assignment. It sounds weird to say, but in this Kenyan culture that preaches selflessness, you privilege the pursuit of yourself. College was incredibly hard until I learned that lesson. I wish other people would learn it sooner. When I first visited Kenyon as a senior in high school, it was a really gloomy day and I was walking around campus while rain poured. It must have been November or December. But it was on this walk where the weather was really lousy and I was all alone that I felt so at home, so at peace here, so connected. And that's when I decided I had to apply early decision to Kenyon. 
4.5 years later, I still manage to feel that way, whether I'm on a bike ride on the Gap Trail, after a really difficult but good discussion, after Baja tacos for lunch at Pierce, on early morning walks outside where the woodpeckers, who used to be the bane of the existence of this city girl, actually sound pleasant when coupled with the chirps of the other birds. I'm really tired, and I've worked really hard to get where I am today, so I leave Kenyon with a sigh of relief, and probably disbelief too but completely cognizant of the fact that there is magic here. I know I will look back on these years with a cringe and perhaps a lot of sass, but quickly after my heart will fill with warmth because after all, it's been a damn good four years. Thank you. As I prepare to leave Kenyon, I find that I am disappointed. I think the past few weeks have been tough for some of the seniors in that Kenyon has revealed itself as a different place from the one we chose four years ago. Kenyon sets itself aside from other colleges and universities as different in every way, but for me, these past weeks point to the fact that we have sadly deceived ourselves and that we are, in fact, the same. I haven't been going to school with the people that I thought I was. There are many people here, that is, students, faculty, and administrators, who are perfectly unwilling to engage in difficult discussions and to criticize those that do. I still hope that Kenyon can be different in the future, but for now, I'm worried about leaving it in the state that it's in. There's a lot to be said for maintaining a schedule, a routine. Every day when I get up, I have the same thing for breakfast. Yogurt, banana, and a handful of some cereal from Pierce, our dining hall. Smart Start or Rice Checks are my favorites. And peanut butter from Wiggins Street coffee, all mixed up in a bowl. And most days, usually in the afternoon, I'll go for a run, some loop I've patched together right and left turns on Knox County's smaller, usually unlined roads. These two things and falling asleep next to a tall boy in an old Kenyan single are my only routine now. It's a routine that keeps me going, smiling and thinking. One that still leaves room to get work done, spend time with friends, and even be spontaneous when I have the energy. My life without routine slumps into these valleys of shadow and sleep with blinds drawn, a world I do my best to stay away from, like Milo in the doldrums. Routines sound dull and dreary themselves, mainstays and staples of military schools and retirement centers. But some of the fondest periods of my life, not to mention those in which I have felt fullest and most successful, have been governed by routine, if not an imposed schedule. My high school daily motions barely allowed for a breath, from breakfast straight to class to class to sit down communal lunch back to more classes than sports practice, a shower dinner with friends, a brief moment outside on the lawn to study hall, Dorm check and back to bed to do it again. Backpacking, whether with friends or leading a group of kids, simply necessitates an almost freeing schedule, routine of opportunity. Every day you wake up, pack your things, and boil water for a hot drink and breakfast. Dishes washed, tents stuffed, and maps studied. You're presented with an entire day of walking one foot in front of the other, immersed in a beautiful world you've likely never seen before. That night, in some clearing or hillside deemed residential, tents go up, sleeping bags rolled out and water goes on to boil for supper. When the dishes are washed and the bear bag hung, the stars stretch out before you and the river sings your lullaby. In college, however, this structure began predictably, I suppose, to slip away. In my final year, I've managed to find some shreds of peace in my yogurt, miles, and a snug twin extra long occupied by two. Frighteningly, dauntingly, even these are quickly approaching a cliff of unknown height. I've spent many nights and increasingly some days in class dreaming of what I'll do once freed of the bounds of academics that have so far structured my life. I've made endless half-baked plans and put them on the shelf for the days beyond school on hills with beautiful buildings. 
that some of these plants might go back in the oven and come out warm and ready to be consumed is often the thought that gets me to turn in what now seems like pointless papers, helped me to keep taking notes through my last classes. Yet despite my building excitement near ready to be released, the smallest things remind me I am now to let go of all my familiarities, though sunk so deep I hardly even notice them. I've been living five minutes away from my best friends since I was 14, a routine always readily accessible. Now at 22, I fear my restlessness will drive me away from the things I've known to hold, market runs, dorm rooms, the slow pace of spring's golden hours, a world lived in cycles of nine and three. At least 18 years with three months of freedom has never taught me what it is to fully bake a dream, and I'm daunted by the fall I see after May 21st. I can only hope that in those frightening middle moments of a long fall, when you realize you've yet to hit the water, I'll be brave enough to allow myself the steadiness of a schedule, a routine of opportunity. I feel like I love Kenyon deeply. I am so grateful for everything I have learned here. I also feel ready to set off into the world. I am so excited about everything that is coming in my future. I have a lot of faith in myself and my capabilities. I also don't really see a big dichotomy between Kenyan life and real life. I've never understood that idea totally. This is so my life, and the rest of my life will be building and adding to what I have started here. I am deeply sad to be leaving my friends. It is so wonderful to be in the same place all the time. I will miss the intellectual stimulation, but I know I will continue to learn in my life. I am also so excited to delve into areas I am really excited about, like drama and acting. It is hard to describe what Kenyon means to me. I found myself here. I feel aligned on this campus. I belong here. I fell in love at Kenyon. This has been a big part of my experience here. I had never been in love before, and so Kenyon has been very equated with love in many ways. Beyond romantic love, I am really in love with my friends. They are gorgeous, talented, fascinating, impressive, artistic, and hilarious people. I never want to be apart from them. That will be the hardest thing. I love seeing these women each day, and I will miss them deeply. They make me laugh and support me. They challenge me and make me feel safe. I am just in love with them. I have gained an understanding about detail I never had before. That has been one of the most important things. Academically, I understand the importance of small details, grammar, small movements, nuances. I think Kenyon is very nuanced. I have lost insecurities I had, something I was happy to lose. I haven't really lost anything. Every experience has been progressive. Kenyon is going to be in my life forever. It has seeped into me, and I know my time here will inform everything I do from this point forward. I am so grateful for that. In terms of the day of graduation, I don't think it is too important. I think this day, like funerals honestly, is more for other people. My parents will love it and be proud and all that jazz. I know that I have done wonderful things here these past four years. It will be nice to receive a diploma, but my experience is commemorated by the past four years, not one day where the president hands me a piece of paper. I am very excited for the post-grad party I will be attending. I am excited about John Green. I think he will be a lovely speaker. Not sure if I'm actually ready to graduate. Not sure if I want to accept it. Not sure if I'll miss this all the time, or maybe only sometimes. Not sure how sad I'll be without these faces I've gotten to know. Not just the ones I interact with all the time, but also the ones I've gotten used to seeing in passing, and we never speak. That's a huge loss we'll all have. 
Not sure if I'll ever quite accept a new place as familiar and as home as here on the hill. As overused as it is, I guess that just means that I am not sure about so many things and it's worthwhile then for me to see graduation as a time of screw it and now on to the next X amount of adventures. And with that, I'm pumped to see which unexpected people I will inevitably contact in a few years, which people will also somehow contact me, who I run into or who I expect to run into and never do. I'm excited to see how our lives show just how circular they are and maybe, probably, lead most of us to one another again. As I sit here in Horvitz, the art building, I am caught between knowing I only have so many hours before this project's due and yet am entirely aware that I'll be in my capping gown in a little over a week. I'm speaking with another senior about graduating, and above it all, there's just an overwhelming sense of relief. We're scared of whether our jobs will be fulfilling, scared of whether we'll be employed at all, scared of living with our parents and also scared of missing them, scared of whether we'll miss Kenyon too much and scared of the possibility of not missing it at all, forgetting it when we spent four years not thinking of anything else. Honestly, it's these moments that I can't wait to live for human-to-human interactions that don't feel so forceful in a classroom or so rushed that I need to turn a paper in. I am so excited to see what kinds of experiences this fellow senior explores. Maybe the best thing we can all do for ourselves is just see any and everything we do after Kenyon as a new frontier worth navigating. I have that mindset, even as I will inevitably be in my childhood bedroom this fall. Everything will be new again, and we are just now on the edge of starting over. I feel like Kenyon has a very self-selecting community. It takes a certain kind of person to be interested in spending four years in the middle of a cornfield in Ohio. I think this, paired with the fact that because of its isolated nature, contributes to the community sense at Kenyon. I have loved my four years here, and I feel like I have really developed as a person intellectually. This is evident not only in my newfound ability to crank 10-page papers out in a day, but in my capacity for intelligent conversation. While Kenyon may have lacked in its ability to provide me with practical skills, I have been fed unlimited meals with more than half of my laundry done for me by the Athletic Center for four years. I am not only able to keep up in dinner party conversations on politics or contemporary issues, but I have developed a desire and a drive to stay well informed. While it sounds cliche, I truly feel like I have been taught not just specific facts, but how to think and how to formulate my own opinions on the most important issues while keeping an open mind to the opinions of others. After FBI Director James Comey spoke this spring, Kenyon was complimented by many different sources on its ability to engage in open dialogue, and I see this as one of the most important aspects of an education a college can aim for. I have felt that some of my classes have lacked in this capacity. Some classes have felt like the professors have had an agenda, where they expressed their opinions as fact. While a diversity of political opinion does exist on this campus, it feels that more conservative viewpoints are not acknowledged or necessarily respected by the vast liberal majority. While it is great that Kenyon is able to engage in serious political conversations with the director of the FBI, I would like to see more of this intelligent and respectful dialogue between students. For the most part, Kenyon has socially been a great place for me. Through athletics, I quickly made many of my best friends. The support network I received from the soccer team was amazing. It was great to come onto campus as a nervous freshman and have a large group of both freshmen and upperclassmen looking out for me. With the initial support group, I was able to branch out and make friends outside of athletics, many of whom have become some of my closer friends at Kenyon. I do feel that there is a measure of a divide between athletics and Greek life with the rest of campus, which is a shame. 
I think that because of the nature of the community on campus, the majority of Kenyan students could be friends if they tried, but there is this divide and it is more difficult to bridge than I would have anticipated. I have thought about this and can't explain why this divide occurs, but I think it becomes self-fulfilling and can be difficult to break. Studying abroad was one of the most important things I did, and I would highly recommend it to any Kenyan student. While I love Kenyan, four years in rural solitude with the same people can be a little repetitive and tiresome. By leaving for a semester, I came back my senior year refreshed and with a newfound appreciation for my friends, academics, and campus life. In order to fully recognize the great parts of a Kenyan education, I strongly feel that leaving and getting more practical experience far outside my comfort zone was important. The ease and comfort of Kenyan life is great, but did not necessarily challenge me in the same way that living in a different country, cooking, cleaning, and traveling for myself did. Overall, I have been very satisfied with my time at Kenyan and will be sad to see it end. I think every school has problems and no community is perfect. But Kenyan does a great job of providing something for everyone. While we need to work on some things in the future, I think the administration has been relatively responsive and the student body's ability to demand the best for themselves and hold responsible parties accountable is important and will only improve. While everybody has ups and downs in their life, Kenyan has provided me with everything I could possibly need to have some of the best years of my life so far. I recognize that it is time to graduate and cannot imagine a fifth year being anything but redundant. But I am so thankful for the opportunity to spend four unforgettable years on this campus. I am on the whole ready to graduate. I'd say that that feeling comes not from wanting to leave Kenyon or Gambier or even Ohio, but simply from feeling like it's time to move on. I think four years is just about the right amount of time to reach that place. But I feel like I grew up here, in part because my current admiration for Kenyon and the people that go here is a far cry from the disappointment that I brought with me when I arrived. Kenyon was not my first choice school, I confess, and the best part of my freshman year was spent overcoming a feeling that I'd settled for something less than I was meant for or deserved. I suspect, at least here if not elsewhere, that that is true for more people than would like to admit it. I credit the people I've met here with helping me to realize that what matters more than the place you're in is what you can accomplish while you're there. Kenyon proved to me that you can do a lot when you find people who are motivated and who care about something. And Kenyan students pursue such a volume of diverse interests that it's not hard to want to live up to their effort. Coming from New York City to Gambier, Ohio, I also gained a greater appreciation for the country I live in and for the diversity of opinion that it harbors. For the coastal kids, and particularly those from major cities, I think getting to really immerse oneself in a rural community like this one is an important experience, particularly when it's adjacent to an academic environment. Kenyon's relative isolation in many ways also helped me stay grounded in place and to focus on friendships and academics that make Kenyon special. More broadly, I haven't yet processed or internalized the mythos of the alma mater in terms of the ways I always heard about the college experience from parents and family members. It seems strange to be filing these four years under that broad label, one that suggests to be more about parties and alcohol than it does the nuance of life in a small college town. I would not immediately say, as the trope goes, that these were the best four years of my life. That may reveal itself to be true with age, but for now, I still feel too caught up in it. Superlative or not, though, it was a truly unique and important time of my life, and one that I feel I can bittersweetly leave behind. As I near the date of my graduation and look back on my college experience, it is difficult to say whether or not my college experience was what I expected. 
I think that in many ways it was simply because I expected to do all the things that I considered to be normal, such as make great friends, take challenging and interesting classes, compete on a sports team, and create wonderful memories along the way. However, I think the unexpected part of college for me was the profound nature of all of those experiences. I made great friends, but I learned that to have a great friend, you have to be a great friend. That may sound simple, but at a place like Kenyon where you get so focused on yourself and your goals and needs, it is sometimes difficult to remember that your friends need support along the way. It's not just about you. I had to learn that lesson the hard way, and I know that my friendships with others were not always easy. People felt forgotten and hurt in the process because I lost sight of what was important, which is honesty and respect in my relationships with others. Possibly the most important thing I learned through my friendships and relationships at Kenyon is the power of vulnerability, which is at the core of our relationships with others. It is not easy to be vulnerable to others because it requires that we open up to others in a way that may end up hurting or embarrassing ourselves. However, this ability to expose yourself to shame and hurt is what helps us connect with other people. It is the empathy, compassion, and trust that comes out of vulnerability which allows us to form deep friendships and relationships. I am quick to admit that vulnerability is something that I have struggled with immensely and have shied away from consistently, and I know that it has hurt me and others several times. My experience at Kenyon taught me that it is something that I may never master, and while I understand that, I will continue to expose myself to vulnerability in my friendships and relationships in an effort to find those profound connections with others. This is one of the most important lessons that I will take with me as I leave Kenyon and enter the real world. Another way that college surprised me was that as I get ready to leave Kenyon with a job lined up in the fall, I still don't feel like I know what I want to do with the rest of my life. I expected college to be the time that I would discover any unknown passions and I would be able to confidently say that I knew what I wanted to do as a career by the end of my four years. However, that is not the case for me, and what I have realized is that that's okay. I am excited to start working, but that doesn't mean that the job I have in the fall will be my career for the rest of my life. I should embrace this opportunity that I have to do something that I may love, but also ultimately may not choose as a career. It is important for all of us to remember that we truly are so young and we have the rest of our lives to have a career. Similar to our Kenyan experience, our first jobs out of college will also leave us with important lessons that we can use as we move forward to find what it is we want to do as a career. For me, Kenyon was about so much more than what I learned in the classroom, and I realize that it has set me up to continue learning important lessons along the way. For now, all I know is that my graduation is a time to reflect on all that I have learned at Kenyon and how it is going to help me as I start the next chapter. Old Kenyon, we are like Kokosing, obedient to some strange spell, which urges us from all reposing, farewell, Old Kenyon, fare thee well. And yet we are not like Kokosing, which beareth not upon its swell, but foam of motion's own composing. Farewell, O Kenyon, fare thee well. Kenyon has been wild and extreme and inconsistent. I've often felt out of place here. Though I have plenty of friends, I've never felt connected to the community as a whole. It strives for slash engages with ideals and dogma that I find harmful and wish to avoid. 
I have very many extremely happy memories, but more sad ones. Lots of memories of friends failing friends, the college failing students, and students failing the college. We are all human, but while failure is normal, many non-Kenyan friends are taken aback when I tell them about the sort of things that happened here. This is not because they are ignorant or naive. Bad things happen everywhere, but something about Kenyan seems to heighten the negativity of these events. This campus is beautiful. Though I have been largely disappointed with the quality of the academics on this campus, there are five standout professors that actually had interesting, useful, actionable knowledge to teach, and I would like to list them. Professor Ted Mason, Professor Thomas Hawks, Professor Paula Millen, Professor David Suggs, Professor Sarah Height. I should note that I obviously did not experience the totality of all departments, nor did I experience the totality of my department, English. My personal experience was, by no means, an objective metric of quality. That being said, outside of these five professors, I've never really felt challenged or pushed, which is decidedly not what I was looking for out of a college so heavily advertised as an English major's college. Shout out to WKCO, our college's radio station, both executive and blog staff. You folks are great, and I loved writing for you. WKCO pushed me to become a better writer and person, which is more than Kenyan College can say. You guys are pure, like the sun. There are so, so, so many great and wonderful people who go to Kenyan, and they deserved better. I hope I don't sound bitter. I'm not. And I would like to explicitly state that my negative personal experience doesn't invalidate someone else's positive one. If someone had a good experience at Kenyan and loved it more than anything else in the world, then I'm very happy for them. I am just as responsible for my experience here as Kenyan is, and therefore hold no real ill will or grudges towards this place. I was here for four years, and now I won't be anymore. It seems silly and fruitless to feel angry about something that's over. I sort of feel like what I've learned in the past four years is to trust that I'm contributing to that, that motion, that each and every one of us are creating this magic by doing what we do and to relax in my identity as part of the school. I've felt overwhelmed by Kenyon before. The environment has urged me from all reposing in both good ways and bad. And I think the most valuable thing I've learned was to take responsibility for my own choices to move without getting swept away. Leaving doesn't scare me, but not being able to come back does a bit. And for contributing their narratives to this episode, we would like to thank Alex Piper, Thomas Lockney, Chase Beach, Lucy Everett, Marie Lobby, Timmy Broderick, Janexa Nunez, Gay Bryson Trezice, Sam Whipple, Katie Santa Maria, Annalise Milano, Lucy Islin, and Anna Yukovich. And to everyone in the graduating class of 2016, those who wrote to us and those who have very much inspired our conversations and this episode, congratulations. I can only echo that. It's been an honor to know you all. We did it, guys. <laughs>